Good morning, everyone. We are getting started on... I know how picture I buy. No pictures. You just have to use your imagination. And let's get started on the review of yesterday's Dav Dav Yud Zayin. And then we'll get to today's Dav Yud Chesimir Tashem. And we're starting our review from... The bottom of the page. Uh, uh, actually, we're starting. Where did we start off yet? Um, yesterday. Um, yeah. Um, the yeah. Um, basically, a little ways down on Daf Yud Zayin, I think, is where we started. Amar um, Yochanan. Uh, so, uh, we're learning Leilinishmas from Bashmol Shimon. Uh, and also for Daniel Bernard Baruch Ben Yudaleb Veimi, he's the Neshama of Nalia. Okay, and also and for Shlema to all to all the sick people. Yes. Okay. With that, we're starting That's our review. I didn't realize the Lund is such a small area. That's all. right. We're starting with the Rab Shimon Bar Yechoi says that there are five things that people who do them they are mischayev. So in other words, it's like he brought it on himself. So not only is it is he's risking his life, but he deserves it. It's like they, he, it's all on him. Number one is eating peeled garlic or peeled onion or peeled eggs or drinking a mixed drink that, that on all of those things, they were left overnight like that. Who knows what, uh, I don't know, what they absorbed from the air and whatever. It's poisonous. Somebody who sleeps in a cemetery overnight, not a good idea, okay? Um, and uh, number three, he says, somebody who, who, uh, who, who, who cuts his fingernails and throws them to the Rosh Hashanah And the last one, um, did he actually, there's supposed to be five, I guess. These are what? The, shum, the, sh- the eating and the drinking must be divided into two, These I guess. These five things are what? Well, that's very dangerous for your health, basically. For your mother? For your health. You may die from them. That's what, what he's saying. Why? By cutting my nails? By cutting your nails and throwing the, the nails on uh, the street. On a public on street. street. You've got to throw them in a garbage or something. You flush them down the toilet or something. You dispose of your nails. You don't just leave them. I do it because of Minak, but I didn't know. Yeah, that's very important. That's where it comes from. Now you know where it comes from. Right, this is the Gemara for it. Right. We always. Exactly. These are right. That's exactly where it comes from. And you leave the onion. Right. And uh, it, it's not just, you know, from the Gemara. There's, uh, I mean, even people will recognize that uh, it absorbs a lot. It's very absorptive. It absorbs Right. And it, uh, well, it so it can get. It smells out. That's also not a good thing. But the point being is, is that uh, uh, it's not. Uh, uh, that that's what the it's only if we, uh, we'll get to each one of these at uh, uh, one uh, one at a time. The last one on the list is somebody who bloodlets and then has relations. So each of these we go through. So eating peeled garlic that was left overnight, even though it's in a basket, even the basket is tied, it doesn't matter. It is a ruach ra. It it it, it gets uh, some bad, I don't know, germs absorbed in, and could be problematic. Um, that's only if you didn't. Uh, leave it attached to its root. Like, as you know, like an onion, if you're cutting off a piece of an onion, you leave the onion with head 
Right. Um, uh, and you cut off and use the bottom part of the onion. And this way, it's still... the green part? Yeah, right, exactly. That, right, right, uh, right, exactly. And we leave the peel uh, that's still there on. That's also part of it. Um, so that's, uh, that's what that, that... Then that also makes a difference. By the way, when it's a kirsky and onion... Don't go like an onion. Yeah, it's also with a symbol. Right, it's a Yiddish curse. Yeah, that was Yiddish. It was Arabic. Good curse. What does it say? It's a curse. It's a curse. You should grow. You should grow like an onion with your head in the ground. Older curses are are also hilarious. Okay, bite There's a humor in it. Okay. Anyway. Uh, so that's the story with the onions. If if you if you left some of its root on or some of its peel on, that's okay. Um, no, can we eat it next day? Yes, exactly, because yeah. you that protects it. Okay. Um, also, drinking uh, uh, um, mixed drinks that were left overnight. So, review the name Shmuel. That's if it was in metal vessels, and uh, because then they left metal, they also. So, I don't know what it, wine. No, it's we're talking about wine. Oh, it's terrible. It's not I mean, you, that's another thing. Oh. What the covering? And you cannot leave water without water. <coughs> right, no, right. But this is not water. This is a mixed point. drink, that's which sounds nice. like it's already it's, it's a wine. Poisonous. A cocktail. Yeah, uh-huh. but it's worse when you leave it water. Uh, not it's, it's, aren't you married? Aren't you married? Not, not, I said not to take it out. You, <laughs> you absorb, the water absorbs all the, 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 the stuff from the water. Okay. okay. No, no, no. Fighter, fighter. Okay, this is just the review. You should have paid attention yesterday, okay? I'm just saying. Actually, you're sleeping, right. All right. He also, he said yesterday so the that the clay netter, which is some type of material, uh, which is it's not a it's a specific Natron. kind of clay. What's it called? Nature. Natron. 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 I'm not sure what it's, it's still mentioned. It's mentioned in the, 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 the Novi. If you clean yourself right. with the netter, yeah. Right. 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 It's some type of material that is the same has the same qualities as metal, and it's also problematic. We brought that down. Next, we said sleeping in the cemetery overnight. We said because. His intent is to get the Ruach Tuma on him. He wants to, but that uh, can be dangerous. So it's Damo Barosho again. Um, cutting your nails and throwing them into the public domain. The reason why that's Chayev, uh, because you're causing a death potentially. And uh, that's why it's Meschayev Ben You're like you're, you deserve a big punishment for that. And that's because a pregnant woman who walks on top of the fingernails Will have a could cause her to have a miscarriage. Um, now this is some people say this is only if you cut the nail with a tool like you know a scissors or clippers, sure. and it's also only true if you did both the hands and feet together, and it's also only true if you didn't use cut something else afterwards. Uh, but otherwise, it would be fine. But all those things are simply not true. In every situation, if you throw the nails, I don't care how you took the nails off the finger, even if it's not just the finger and the feet together, uh, you put it in public, it's, it's a danger to the, uh, to the woman who's pregnant, it can cause a miscarriage, and therefore, that's why, it's, that's why it is, um, uh, that's why it's mischayah binafsho. We said there are three things said about fingernails. Those who burn their fingernails are, is a chassid, that's the fni mishus adin. Uh, those who bury them is a tzaddik, because that's what the Torah, that's what the law requires, that's doing it, the letter of the law. And if you throw them just wherever they land, that's a rasha, because he, he doesn't care about. Um, and uh, so that is the custom, the proper custom to 
throw the fingernail cuttings away. Uh, I still remember many years ago, um, my, well, the, my, the, the Rav of my shul was uh, teaching uh, the, the halacha in Shab, and he gave Mishnah Bruch here, and he explained that it causes, it's not some heebie-jeebie thing. You step really. on it, no? Right. When yeah, a woman steps on it, it, she may get disgusted, yeah. and uh, you know, like so, you know, like and that, and that can it might cause. Might hurt. Might hurt her. It might hurt yeah. her. So that requires a regular nails too, then. What? Well, fingernails. Regular nails. She's yeah, regular nails. No, not physically hurt her. Like, oh, I uh, see. In other words, like a disgust. She'll get disgusted, and that can harm the fetus. Okay. That's that, that's, 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 that's what he's saying. They well, feel it in the kitchen, but not in the street. Maybe they feel it underneath your feet. That's what yeah. some people say. That's what most people say. Okay. Most people say. All right. Which brings us to the um, bloodletting and having relations after bloodletting. So he said that causes the children to be weak, and if both hus- both both male and both the uh, the husband and wife bloodlet and they had relations, so then it's even. It really harms the child. It's going to be doubly weak, and uh, it's uh, the, it, so that's that's why it's again a terrible thing to do. Now, Rav says that's only if they didn't eat after bloodletting because that changes everything. Um, then there's no issue, and um, uh, uh, and that's that. So then we said that uh, Rav Chizda brought down this idea that we talked about before that having relations. Uh, during the day is prohibited because of Avtolarecha Kamocha. What does it have to do with Avtolarecha Kamocha? So Abayi says, because if he sees, he may see something that disgusts him, and they'll find Dover uh, Meguna that she'll be not pretty in his eyes, and then it's, it, it will ruin the moment, and you won't have the, um, um, the act of relations in the best way possible. And that's a lack of Avtolarecha Kamocha. Very powerful idea. Mm-hmm. So, if only, not, the, only the men, yeah? What do you mean? Well, we're talking about. I'm not sure what you're saying. Like the woman. The woman shouldn't see something in the man. Yeah, that's, that's, that's not. not uh, it, well, why? There's nothing positive about it. Yeah, it does sound like that. Meaning, for a blind man, it's perfectly fine. Yeah. That's what you're saying. Yes. Ken sign your right. I have no idea. Ken sign your right. Close your eyes and do She doesn't like you. Close your eyes. Okay, right there. But for him, it's night all That's why we saw already a Talmud Chacham is the, there's an exception for Talmud Chacham. They know to cover themselves. You see? Okay. Okay, next we saw that Rav Huna said the Israel Kedoshim, they don't do that during the day. If it's a dark, that's what we spoke about. If it's a dark room, that's also okay. He covers himself with his clothes, talus, and that's also yeah. good. Talus, whatever, not talus. Never. He's covered. What's well, his, his cloak? Is it his cloak? Right. His blanket. Yes. 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 Is it right. Yes. Okay. Uh, so it's good. We didn't say it's good. It's okay. Great. Right there. Um, or um, I, so the question is: Is that is that didn't we learn in the, in the quote of the, of the Mishnah that you could do it or an air? So the Gemara says that's no. You're checking by candlelight. I didn't we say that it's a negative to do it? That means it's talking about the relations. So the says, no, we're talking about checking at night with the candle is not is, is a negative because you don't see as clearly, but that's also okay. Then we brought a raya, seemingly, from the house of Munbaz Amelech, that they would do three things, and they would and they were mentioned for those three things, praiseworthy. Number one, they would have relations in the day. Number two, they would check their beds with uh, with uh, cotton garments. Um, they would use Kant to check, and also there were no Iktoma and Tara even in snow. 
Um, so that, that became tummy, which is, uh, you know, like a stringency that they were careful in. So the question is, um, bottom line is, is that you're saying they're mishamish mitosem biyom. So that means, no, they checked, their, they checked themselves in the day, meaning they made sure only to check in the day, not by candlelight. So the Gemara says it makes sense, because why would it be something mask here in the Shrach that they had relations in the day? Even if you're going to say there's nothing negative about doing it, having relations in the day, it's certainly nothing positive either. So the Gemara says, no, it might be, um, it, depending on the circumstance, because uh, there's a halacha that a person is not supposed to have relations when, they're, when either side is very tired. Because you know, it's it's one of the benetesha midas. You're supposed to be, no, you're supposed to be fully engaged in the act and and fully focused on that. And if somebody's sleeping, it's not healthy. Um, and also, people are cranky when they're tired. So this way, if they're only after a good night's sleep, then they're able to have a, a, a active relations. Right. Maybe that's a little bit more pleasurable, or perhaps. So that's why there is a something in the opposite idea as well. Anyway, bottom line is we don't have a proof from there. Very then we said yes. Is it true that if it's a mitzvah to work, it's a better to work in Shabbos? There, we'll get to that. Oh, we'll get sure. to that. Yeah. One second. You, if you, do you, did you learn yesterday's stuff? No. Oh, so that's why. Okay, take away patience. Okay. So, um, um, this proves to Shmuel, who says that uh, you're only supposed to check the bed with pikulin, which is soft cotton. Or, uh, or, or uh, wool that's very clean and soft, okay? Like fine, fine wool. Now, um, Rob says that that's why uh, I, now I understand I was in Eretz Yisrael in Erev Shabbos, see? And they would say, who needs cotton for bread? And I says, what are they asking cotton for bread? I didn't understand what they're talking about. Ah, now we understand. The bread is a euphemism the first from here explained for the act of relations. For we know that from Potiphar uh-huh. that Yosef took care of everything, mm-hmm. except for the bread that he eats, which Chazal explained, except for his bread, wife, yeah. that in the bedroom he was in charge. But everywhere else, Yosef took care of everything. Uh-huh. So we see that the expression of Nama is a euphemism for relations. And the, the appropriate time of relations is Friday night, uh, when, uh, or Shabbos, that's, the, that's, where, that's why they said, who needs the cotton cloths yeah, for really. relations? But they said it in a nice way. But uh, Rab never understood that, the, 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 what, the, what they were talking about, till, till he learned this. <coughs> okay. So, but, uh, yeah. You see, you should have it's learned. Better, you missed out. I mean, because he, having relations is a mitzvah because of pro no, no, no. Oh, you're asking why is why is why, why is, is Shabbos better or whatever? No, no. The point is, is that to, no. The idea is that tamidim. It's not that it's better. This tamidim hachamim, the people who are scholars, they're busy during the week. They're learning. They're uh, keep very odd hours, and, and they're working. And, and therefore, it's not practical except from except on Shabbos when they're having a lighter schedule. And they're home at night, you know. Mm-hmm. So that's why it became the custom for Tamid Chavim to specifically have relations only from Shabbos to Shabbos. Mm-hmm. And also not to have relations too much, that's also not so good. So they, that was their custom to do it once a week on Shabbos. And um, it doesn't say specifically. It's part of owning Shabbos, but. Yeah, right. Yeah, it's also yeah. too. Right. right, exactly. So there's yeah. other factors, the but that's what. Uh, okay. All right, anyway, brings us to the uh, story of Rava. 
Um, the, uh, he says that the worn out linen is also very good for checking. I didn't we say that it's only it's, you, you can't use red or black or flax, which is linen. Um, all you should use is cotton or, or, or very fine wool that's soft. So the Gemara says it, it, it depends if it's, if it's fresh, then you're right. If it's, and lighter colors. No, he can't use mm-hmm. colors that are red. Obviously, yeah, it's right. not going to check lighter, very well. lighter. No, no we, we're white, talking about white, checking white. to see only if it's done. White, we only use white. But the point being is that red and black, okay, if, if you're stuck in a pinch, you could use a color that's something else, but you won't be able, it affects yeah. your ability to use it. Obviously, right, that's what it's saying, right. Anyway, so uh, that's the story. Now, um, so the Kumara says, it, uh, no, the difference is, is that is it linen, fresh linen, that's, you know, starched or very hard, that's obviously not going to be good, um, and it won't be visible, the blood in it, very well. And if it's worn out, then it's, uh, then it's actually oh, lighter it's and softer, and it's, a more, um, and it's a better for checking. Yeah. That's, what, that's what it means. Obviously, um, beds, it means the woman checking herself, right? It says, and there would be... Yes, oh, of course. Woman. That's exactly oh, of course, that's what it means. Both can as mitosen. That's what I'm saying. Before Meaning before and after relations. Uh, that's what we're talking about. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, only she can. okay, so either again it's either it's 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 raw linen or it's or it's garments made out of linen which are more processed, or it's new versus old, which is also better. Do we have a theoraita we have in a toyer de macor of for what? Checking. Of course, oh, the yes, talks about it's in, yes. it. Says, yes, it, says, it says explicitly. It says explicitly that it's one of the arayos that you're that you're not allowed to have relations with is a woman who's a nida. So that's very clear. Besides, for the fact that this is a dintuma. No, no, what are you no, no, no. I know this is Torah Shvarpe, but right. the, the yeah, so there's a straight out pasuk that talks about the iser kares to have relations with a woman who's a nida. That's okay. that's straight out in the pasuk. Okay. For shalom bayis. Okay. <laughs> so the question is, what about the snow thing? What's going on with the snow? So we said that actually it's an interesting mitzvah of what snow is. Snow is first of all not a food nor a drink. If you have in mind it to be a food, it's still not tame as Thomas Ochlin to eat it. But if you have a mind to make it into a drink, it can be tame tomas mashkin. If uh, part of it gets tame, then it doesn't make the all of it tame because the snow is not really connected, you know, to the rest. It's individual, individual snowflakes actually. So, um, uh, but if partially gets tar, then all of it gets tar. So the question is that that contradictory. If it's partially tar, then all gets tar. That means that it was all tame. How did it get all tame? So Gemara says there's one case that it can actually happen like that, and that is if we, if the snow went over the avir of a tanur, then then as we know that the avir klicheres is metame everything that's in its airspace. So therefore, it does not need to be touching the walls or anything like that, anything that's in the airspace is included in that tumma. So that's the only way that it can be tummy in its entirety. How you matter it? By nitamiksaso, you do what's called a hashaka, Rashi explains, that you put it next to a mikvah, let's say, and it touches to the mikvah, then, it, uh-huh. then it connects to everything and it's all as one and then it becomes tohar. Food? No, no, this is, it's, it's an smell. interesting thing. It, it's, the mikvahs don't work on food. Tummy food, once it's tummy, is always tummy. You can't say, I have a tummy piece of bread, let me dip it in the mikvah. It's not going to work. Okay? But, 
there's a unique thing about water that uh, water that's that's that uh, water there's some concept of hashak you touch it up to to a mikvah and then it so automatically it's connected, yeah. then it's as if it's the then it's that's mitayr the water the so that's only for water snow oh. the snow yeah. has a din like water in that regard and therefore and therefore well that's why it works okay. You can use snow to, to be mushroom. That's uh, right. That's right. That's yes, what they used to I do in so. places that did not have much rain, but they had snow. They were able to fill the mikveh during snow. during the second world war. When was no mikveh, the women were like going on in the snow to in the, the snow yeah. as the mikveh as just the mikveh. The film, right? Yeah, like right. in the winter. In the winter. I mean, it's what they call mikveh. Okay. Yeah, it's good want? enough yeah. for in uh, for those so circumstances. They broke the ice in the lake and they. Yeah. If necessary, the, the well, snow, they would like dig into the snow and they would yeah, they roll, yeah. So they roll in the snow. Yeah, roll in the snow. That's what they eight feet in the snow. To deal with the tanor, if the snowball goes over the top, there's a dead sheriff in the tanor. It's not, then it's it, it's tame. The, the whole snowball, all of it. That's the thing. Above the opening that's, of the tunnel? That's what it sounds like. Only that snow is tummy, not the surrounding snow. Right, but no. I'm saying What's every snow that's it? in the airspace yeah. is included, even the air, even the part that's not directly facing. Do you understand? Because it's everything in the airspace. Yes, that's and what it sounds like. Exactly. That's exactly what we're saying. So no, that's exactly right. Okay, brings us to the new Mishnah, and this is what got very complicated. So far, we did just the easy part of <laughs> yesterday's stuff. The mission was very complex because of where the, it's hard to um, connect it to our current knowledge of anatomy. Of course, I have a very limited knowledge of anatomy but uh, in this part. But uh, bottom line is, there's a muscle that the Chum give to describe different parts of the body of a woman. There's what's called the cheder, which we, we would translate probably as the, as the womb. Then the prose door, that's the, the, the channel where... Um, the, we the, have a picture here. Yeah, where it comes yeah. out. Yeah, and then there's something called the aliyah, which is, which is the upstairs, okay? Not the aliyah is what's the most unclear, what is actually being referred to in the aliyah. But be that as it may, there is an aliyah as well. Blood that comes from the cheder is for sure blood. That's what we assume is basically nida blood. The blood of the aliyah is not nida. It's not something else. Okay, it's just a wound or something. Okay, and uh, therefore, if you find anything in the prostor, um, you're gonna even though the blood can be coming from either the aliyah or the cheder, the assumption is it's going to be tame because minasafik because the chazaka is that most blood that comes is coming from the makor from the place. yes. The one What's thing we that didn't discuss yesterday, or here now, is if you have blood in the prostate, that's from a wound. It comes from the natural canal. Yeah. It's not coming from the, from the wound. So why, how do you know? How do you know? How do you know? It's, how do you know? Is it, you have an abrasion in the vaginal canal? No, oh, so, so you, oh, you're asking, oh, okay, one second. No, no, if you, if you, here's the, the, okay, so I'm not sure what you're asking, but I think what you're saying is, is that, is that it's very possible that there could be a wound in that area, right. in the yeah. vaginal it's canal. Not, not that's what the prose door is. Not from the core. Right, but I'm saying it's, that's if there's something, that's for sure, then we can blame it on that. 
But we're talking about where there is no abrasion that we can that we can see in that area. Okay. So the assumption is that it's coming from the makar. Okay, so then there is some effort to determine where where the blood's coming from. The, the color, course. usually the color, they they can see. Right, but I'm saying sveiko tummy. When when in doubt, you gotta assume the worst because the chazaka of most blood that's there is coming from, from there. Because from where else is blood coming from? Most likely, that's all. In minas, the woman checks with something that's. Uh, uh, a little bit rough, uh, right? So that, and after she sees blood, that could be exactly the. That's problem. why it has to be soft. That's why they want soft. I, I know, but I'm saying if it were that case, or the soft cloth had something that was a particle or sharp in it, and, and that of course they blood, could generate blood. Of course, so you, that it could generate. You mentioned that possibility. It's always well. First of all, you you're you're, sta- you're coming. It's assuming it's first of all, blood. we're we. We're just starting. Okay, okay. that's number one. Well, I mean, in this general discussion. We're right, right, right. But I'm saying, let's, we're right. just getting we're just getting into the discussion. But the point it's being is, is that we're, we're here. We're talking about in. We're not talking about damaka. That was a whole discussion. We mentioned it briefly in the past yeah. about damaka, blood of a wound, which is obviously nothing to do with nida. We're talking about over here blood that's in general in the body that could be coming in the prost or in the vaginal canal it could be coming from one of two places the alia or the makor which is the cheder which is the womb and the assumption is minasafik that it's coming from the womb because that's where most blood comes from Absolutely. that's all there, okay. there was a discussion about blood that traveled through the makor that was not a uterine correct and, but and it that, was damaka that's what I couldn't understand that was damaka yeah. the woman checks the womb. Not... it wouldn't go through the womb it would be you don't know, you don't know where that where the wound was. Uh-huh. That's so you're not. So they're, they're saying the possibility of a wound that was anterior to the right. Was, exactly. I don't know how it would get there. That's okay. Anyway, so let's move on. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yes. When a woman checks herself, mm-hmm. so now we're. I wasn't under the impression that she only touches herself. She has to put gum inside. If she has a bedika cloth, yes. and there's a way they check it, of course. It's, no, no, it's the way she penetrates herself? Of course. That the whole, there's, there's cracks and crevices in, in, inside, and there folds of skin, and they have to go check all around to make sure that there's no blood. That's what they ah, do. Okay, okay. Okay. So the Gemara first, uh, the first time of the Gemara was Rami Barshmol, Rav Yitzhak, Breit Rav Yudo, were studying Nida by Rav Huna. And they met Rabbi Barafuna, who's sitting and saying the definition, the, the anatomy. He's saying the cheder is farther in the, the body, the, towards the back of the body. The prosdor is the canal, the vaginal canal, that's going towards the outside of the body. The aliyah is over both the cheder and the vaginal canal. Okay? There's a small low, a small passageway that opens up between the aliyah and the prose door. Okay? A lul. A lul. A lul means a small passageway. Right. Right. Between the upstairs part, which is nothing to do with nida, and the vaginal canal. This is what in physical, in, in our anatomy, we don't know anything about. And it's a big question of what it's talking about. But that's, let's take this mitzius, this case as a this basis, as a fact. So, what means is, is that, it, therefore, if you find the blood behind that little passageway, then you can assume that it's stomach, because where else did it come from? It must have come from the car. If you find it from the low 
further out, then you can assume that it's dark because you know, at this direction, it's probably came, it maybe we have a right to assume that it came from the Aliyah, which is not a concern. So then they told this to the father, and he said, no, it's Tame, it's Minasafik, not Tohar. Um, <clears throat> I, but didn't we say, uh, 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 how do you read that? Didn't we learn that that it's most likely coming from the Makar? So he says, this is what I'm saying. If it's from the lul, behind the lul, that's not a suffix anymore, that's vadaitame. If it's from the lul and outside, meaning closer to the outside, that's minasafik tame. Because now, even though it's two possibilities, but most likely it came from the makar. Okay. So on that, Abai says, why do you say that? It, what's the difference? Between the lul and further out, you say, because maybe um, she bends herself forward and it came from the makar. Um, if that's the case, so then also maybe it went, she did a backflip and, and the blood went backwards from the aliyah to, the, to, to, to backwards. Um, and it came from the aliyah also. So the suffix could be in either direction. So therefore, Abayi qualifies it and he says that what's going on like this. If you're worried about possibilities of what might happen if she held herself in her body in any uh, unusual position, okay, so then there's both cases is somewhat of a suffix and it's not 100%. If you're going with chazaka, that bottom line is we go by, most, by what's mm-hmm. most likely the case, so then, it depends. If it's from inside, then it's for sure tummy, because that's the chazaka. If it's further outside, then it's definitely tar. That's what a bias is. Okay. On that, Reb Chia learns that the blood that's found in the prosdor, Yerchayev, Bias, Mikdash, Surf, and Olav Satruma, it's vaday tummy. It's vaday nida, basically. We're not, we don't have any suffix on that. So much so that we'll even burn the truma, we'll be of a korban, you'll bring a korban, we're not going to be considered in a question of chulam bazara, it's 100%. That is shitas Rav Chia. Rav Katina, he says, no, you're not chayev, b'miyis migdash, or sofen alavaz truma, because it's only a suffix. Now, <clears throat> so we have two versions of Abayi. If you go with version Abayi of Chashashos, so then, uh, that, is, that fits better with Rav Katina, who says that everything's a doubt. We're not sure. Therefore, you can't assume anything. And it doesn't fit with Rav Chia. If you go with the version of Chazaka, so then that fits with Rav Chia beautifully, um, but it doesn't very fit at all with Rav Katina, because Rav Katina is saying that everything's a suffix. <clears throat> and according to Rav Huna, you don't even have to say that there's even a machlokis. It could be one's talking about behind the lul, which is vaday tame, and one's bin alul which is a suffix. But according to Rami Bashmol, Rav Yitzchok, Bred, Rav Yehuda, there, uh, you got to ask yourself the question. They say, from the lul and outside, is fake tahar. We're not sure where it comes from. It's assumed to be tahar. So then, min alul vilafnim is fake tame. So, who, how can you, what, what are we talking about? If it's from the lul vilafnim, so then, that's not arguing on Rav Chia. So this is a contradiction. This is our difficulty. So the Gemara says, maybe the difference will be, it depends where you found it. Did you find it on the lower portion of the, uh, meaning the lower part, that's where the blood was, or on the rooftop? If it's on the karka of the vaginal canal, meaning the bottom, 
So, so then we have a right to assume that it came no. from it came from no. That's the where it, that's the tub. It came from the makor. Oh. But if it's on the rooftop, then there's oh. something wrong, weird, where this blood got here. Mm-hmm. It's not coming from the regular pa- passageway. It's not the normal pathway. So that's when um, it's sveiko tohar because. Some, it's uh, less likely if it came from the makar, it would be on the kark of the of the prosdar, and that's where we left off yesterday, and we'll take it from here.